All right, Joe, I got off with Ronnie Yankovic. Um, really dive down. You know, he's a man of very few words, and I told him at the end of, uh, you know, of our episode that, you know, he's just a man of few, very few words, and the words that he uses in this podcast, I think, are impactful and um, just drive home about him and about um, just pushing the, the field of strength conditioning forward. So um, we got to dive deep down into admin support, coaches support, um, situations that we're in, situations that we were previously in. I mean, a lot of, um, just a lot to unpack. And um, I, I really hope y'all enjoy this episode with Ronnie Yankovic. A uh, couple of things before we get going off of here. Uh, definitely want to talk about our new sponsor, which is the Working Dog coffee okay this is from brennan sweeney down in uh north carolina uh has a coffee has, has a coffee um company down there and um something about that company is is that you know there's so many people i know that miasly consume coffee through disturbing products on the market and the solution we have is offering an organic coffee that doesn't have any of the nasty side effects. That's a poorly regulated energy drink. The product, the only products you'll need on the label are 100% organic coffee with organic flavoring. Our two flavors, which is the Mal and the Burner, are a great mix of a high caffeine product and a classic Col- Colombian favorite blend for coffee drinkers. You can use the code CHATS for 15% off and every bag you buy will help support Working Dogs charities around the country. Again, that is code CHATS for the coffee. Now, also, we have to talk about the other sponsor of this podcast. What's the other sponsor for this podcast? You can believe it. It is Team Builder. So let's talk about Team Builder. Team Builder is the software for performance coaches around the world. Their powerhouse platform provides coaches with an elevated experience when it comes to program development, data tracking, and staying connected with athletes and clients. Team Builder full of tools that coaches need, like multiple max training methods, 16 plus reports, evaluation testing, and goal setting, to name a few. Coaches also have access to consultations with team builders, and house sports scientists to help manage and analyze data. Head to teambuilder.com and sign up with the promo code CONJUGATE to receive a 30-day free trial as well as a 52-week football workout program. Enjoy this episode of the Conjugate Chats. And welcome back to another episode of the Conjugate Chats. Uh, it is currently December 28th um, after a long needed break from um, the high school and everything like that. Uh, I, I know several of y'all are gearing up to hit the off season for some of your teams in season. Um, and 
everything else in between. But um, I have a great coach on today. Um, really made the impact in Georgia right now. Is the Southwest Regional Director for the NHSCA, and that is Mr. Ronnie Yankovich. Coach, it's awesome to have you all, man. Oh, I'm excited. Thank you for doing this and uh, give me a second chance at this thing. Let's get this thing going and get it done uh, right this time. Uh, for y'all that don't know, Ronnie was supposed to be on for season three, and then I think like recording uh like some of the audio file i got like 15 minutes of our like hour podcast that we had the last time and uh in life got busy i had a new job and i just couldn't keep up with everything and uh ronnie it's so gracious to come back for season four and uh to to do this thing the second time man no it's the to be on and just have an opportunity to share what we do and how we do it and the great things we're doing here in, in Georgia, not just in Georgia, but the Southeast. We have some amazing coaches down here, man. So I'm glad I got to see uh, Rafferty was on and I know Tucker was on this season. You know, we got some amazing coaches and it's, it's awesome that they're getting a chance to kind of <clears throat> show everyone or tell everyone what they do and, and why we're proud of them. Absolutely, man. And I mean, as I've gone through a lot of these episodes, and uh, I always do like a like a coach's shout out at the end of these episodes, there's a lot of people that shout you out at the end of these episodes, and um, I think that's just a big testimony to you, man. I mean, um, I mean, you're just one of those guys that just does the work behind the scenes, doesn't want the credit, doesn't want the glory for it. You just want to, you know, prof- uh, move this profession forward and. I mean, it shows from how many people you impacted. So, from me to you, man, and you know, me live and everything, man. Just, uh, I really do appreciate what you do for our field. Thank you. That's uh, that's nice, man. That, that means a lot to me. It's I. It, it it's uh, it's nice to hear those things. You know, it, I don't take compliments very well. I'm not a big fan of them, but that was that was nice. Thank you, and and. We have some great and amazing people that I get to help and work with, and that's what makes it worth it. You know, I, I don't do this obviously for the money. You know, if we did that, I don't. <laughs> we're all suckers, but um, we get we get paid to do something that we all love to do, man. This is uh, it's fun. So it's uh, the least I can do is help as many people as I possibly can. When I was young and didn't know exactly what I was doing. I'm still figuring it out, but I think you even tweeted something out today about programming, you know, bench with a supported row. It's like, dude, that, yeah, we're, we've all done that. You know, I just, I wish someone was there to tell me, hey, don't be an idiot, you know, but I, I didn't have anybody. So hopefully, you know, I can help other people out that, that I didn't have when I was 23, 24, getting started and trying to figure it out. And instead of throwing something against the wall, see what sticks and actually have someone to bounce ideas off and we got a lot of them and uh i'm very fortunate very fortunate that's what i know about a lot of people down in georgia right now and i know you dan tucker uh ethan crawford and when he was there um y'all are a pretty tight-knit group man i mean um there's only a few really states i see that are really tight in the nhsca um or at least that are present that's texas alabama and georgia um so what do you do to keep coaches, um, you know, to interact with one or to bounce off ideas, to um, just connect? What do y'all do in Georgia? Yeah, um, well, I'll give a shout out to Ohio, too. They, they're pretty darn strong. 
And I feel like the Midwest has really done a good job um, as well. And I think that's what we kind of modeled everything off of. You know, when I first started getting involved in 2020, Coach Schofield, one of the – I hate using the word GOAT because I think it's really stupid. I, I think that's stupid. I, I just don't get that whole thing. But Coach Schofield, one of the greatest, I think, to do this. I think if we were going to make a Mount Rushmore of high school strength conditioning, you know, he's definitely in that conversation. I was fortunate enough, he heard a podcast and, that I was on and reached out. And that's how I basically got started in 2020. Um, you know, to grow to where we are now, is it's taken a lot of a lot of time, a lot of people. And the people talk about servant leadership, but it's one thing to talk about it. There's one thing to do it. And one thing that I saw and heard of was everyone complaining about that. What do we get for the NHSCA? It's not doing this for me. It's not doing that for me. Everyone had a problem, but no one had solutions. And one of the simple things that we started here in Georgia was I got on Twitter and I followed everybody that was part of the NHSCA, especially in Georgia. We made our own little special group on Twitter and uh, just started talking that way. And I was like, you know, we can do more. You know, we do family days, we do state clinics, you know, we do NatCon, all this stuff, but what can we give our members um, consistently for free that are, and give them something in return for what they do for us? And so we started a monthly meeting, and each month a new coach takes over from Georgia, and they present to the rest of the coaches in our, in our Twitter group. And we started sending it out to other members in Georgia as well that aren't on Twitter, but it started on Twitter, and it's starting to grow. So each month we get a new coach. Maybe doesn't have experience speaking or hasn't got had a chance to speak at a one of our or uh, family days or state clinics or something, and we want to give them an opportunity. So, you know, that's basically our way of getting educating our other members, also giving opportunity for those that maybe haven't had a chance to speak, and then we give them feedback if they want feedback. You know, we kind of kind of help one another and that's kind of growing man i think it started off excuse me i think it started off with maybe 12 of us i think there's 43 in the group right now uh, on twitter and that's just twitter so we don't do anything else with the other social media platforms yet but um you know to go from 12 to 43 and add this coach add that coach hey invite a friend uh to, to hear you speak tonight and we bring a non-member in to the meeting and most of the times when they hear that stuff we're getting them to to join our organization and then they start presenting. So it's not just, you know, we want to bring them in for the money. It has nothing to do with that. It's just, we want more coaches that are driven. And, you know, that is our whole mission statement, right? If you look at the mission statement of NHSCA, it's uh, educate, equip, and empower. And that's, that's what we're trying to do here. And I think stealing uh, that model, it, we've seen other, other companies and other things do that, other places do that. We're just making our own. And, uh, you know, one of our conversations we had early on was we're in Georgia, you know, like the Southeast. This should be, you know, everyone talks about the SEC being the best. Like, and I know Hoover kind of joked about it being the SEC of the NHSCA, but he ain't wrong. You know, I think we have some, and I'm not saying there's other coaches that aren't, aren't amazing from other states. We, we all know that they're amazing coaches, but we want to look at our Southeast region as the SEC of high school strength conditioning. We want to be the best. We want people to be here. We want people to move here. We want coaches to be on our platform and pushing us forward nonstop. And I think we've done a good job of that. Um, 
a little bit better than other places. And hopefully we can get everyone else on that track and push it in the right direction. And I, we have a lot doing a lot here, uh, but there's a lot of coaches all over doing the same thing we're doing. It's just not as noticeable. Social media pushes, you know, pushes the, pushes it a little bit, but we got some good ones and uh, we've been showing them off, man. We're, we're happy for them. That's, that's the whole goal, man, is to help as many people as we possibly can. And we've done a good job so far in here, Georgia. I agree, man. And um, you're talking about, you know, we want people to come in from other states, uh, you know, outside of the Southeast region. Um, I mean, I sit here and think about like Kylie Feldman come from, uh, I believe it was Colorado. And before then she was up in the Northeast. Um, I think about Paul Tush. He was up north as well. Um, you want to think about Dan Mullins. He was in Ohio and then came to Georgia. Joe Tust- uh, Stokowski. He came from Illinois, I believe, and in- into Georgia. I mean, uh, I mean, that's just a testament about what the Southeast is really doing here for the NHSCA. And not just the NHSCA, but strength conditioning in general. But you can see that people are starting to migrate to, you know, Alabama, Mississippi. Tennessee, Georgia, Florida. Um, I think Brandon Pig, or sorry, Brandon Davis, um, went from, I know he did some things in Memphis and then went to Alabama and now he's in Florida. I mean, um, it's staying within the Southeast region. I think that's just a testament of what we're doing here and, and uh, strength and conditioning um, and our profession here in the, in the Southeast region. Um, and speaking of that, how is being the Southeast Re- Regional Director um, for the NHCA, and how is that different than being on the advisory board for Georgia? Well, I think it's it's amazing, man. I'm very blessed and very fortunate that people, you know, help me get to this spot. But you know, our the mission doesn't change. You know, I still wanted to make it the best. You know, it was before when I was an advisory board member. Or now as a regional director, nothing's going to change, man. We're we're still going to push it, and uh, now it just comes with a title. You know, we we have a leadership uh, book that was pushed out uh, just recently, so now like regional directors have, you know, what our duties are. You know, before it was kind of just it's a title, and we kind of just follow suit whatever else does. Well, now we actually have a guide on what to follow, what we're trying to accomplish. Then our state directors now have that. Our state advisory board now has that, so we're we're it's going in the right direction, man. It's uh, it's good. It doesn't change anything really besides a a cool title. Um, I'm very honored to have that title, but the goal is still to push it forward and and for our region to to be the standard. You know, I don't I don't want and I, I don't want anyone to take that the wrong way. I'm a competitive person, and I but it just that's just my nature. But I want our coaches to see, like, hey, this is the standard that we're keeping here in Region 1, and we want to push forward. You know, we want to constantly push that thing forward, right? And I think that's the only way you can get it better is constantly pushing. You know, you're not going to get better by just being complacent, oh, it, it works. You know, it doesn't work. It's not good enough, you know. And I don't know if it ever will be good enough. We're always going to be pushing it, man, as, as far as we possibly can and making sure we're helping as many coaches as we possibly can, you know. And there's a lot of things in store. You know, uh, there is some duties and some weight on my shoulders now to, to start pushing it forward, but that's what I signed up for. You know, it's uh, it's exciting. I get to meet a lot of cool people. And, uh, you know, we just went to the athletic directors, NACCON in Florida, Orlando, 
couple of us got to go down there and talk to all of them. And that was, that's the goal, man. It's, we, we, we can go to every individual high school and talk to every single strength coach across the country. But if you don't have admin on board, you know, it's, it's all for naught. Because if they're not going to drive it, the superintendents aren't going to drive it, it's not going to be done unless you have a coach that's truly driven. You know, and I think we talked about a lot of great coaches are also, on the flip side of that, a lot of coaches that need help but just aren't doing anything with it. So that's that's the nice thing about getting to be the regional director. And I start talking to those types of people, and we're trying to make that change from a higher higher level than just coaches in the building, right? Because I think we can get those people on board, then we can start moving this thing where we need to move to. And that's where we're getting more and more certified coaches in the building, and we're taking care of our athletes. Yeah, man. and. Uh, let's talk about admin for just a quick moment because I, I kind of see that now being in the in the new role that I'm in here at Dyer County. Uh, you know, la- last couple of schools I've been at, I will ask for things like updated equipment or um, you know just simple things like team builder. Just if I need you know just things to kind of help out um, you know the weight room, just kind of flow and everything like that. And I remember being laughed at for you know, asking for these kind of things. And I go to Dyer County and, you know, we got tablets, we got team builder, we got, um, we, I asked for a GPS system and I got that. I mean, like it's a total 180 of, and yeah, it's just a total 180 of seeing admin that don't really support strength conditioning or don't make it a priority and then go into a system that makes it a priority. And that, that changes everything for you as the coach. Cause you're like, okay, let's open up the playbook. You know, I can get a little bit deeper with this. I can go a little bit further. Maybe we can establish something, you know, greater here. Um, but yeah, I, I want to touch on the admin part because that's yeah, that's very true. It's a, uh, it's make or break, man. And uh, I've been a part of uh, some great admins that have been supportive. I've also had my rug, the rug pulled underneath my feet, you know, and and stabbed in the back. And uh, with that as well, uh, I've had people tell me that they're going to give us the world and <clears throat> and fall short. Um, you know, you always try to give people the benefit of the doubt and, and believe in their word. Um, <clears throat> as you start getting older, you start realizing a lot of people don't. That doesn't mean anything to a lot of people anymore like it used to. You know, I try to tell people I don't have a lot, man. I don't have a lot of money. You know, I don't have fancy cars and nice things. but I do have my word. That's all I have. So um, I think it's to get things in writing and have things laid out. I think a lot of people, admin especially, like the idea of it, but don't know how to execute it, right? So, yeah, we're on board. We're going to do this. We're going to be certified. We're going to put every kid in the the weight room. We're going to do this and that and the other. And then you get there and it doesn't work that way, right? Because I've been part of that a couple of times too. So you, once you get in and get behind the scenes and kind of see how things are done, you're like, okay, well, this guy's full of it or this lady's full of it. It's just, it was all, you know, it was all a show just to get you there and then see what you can do. You know, you've been in places where you're duct taping everything together. And I had to beg, borrow, and steal things to get a weight room put together. You know, and again, like going back to our organization, you know, I had people reach out giving me racks and plates and and clips and just jump mats and trap bars. Like I had people donating everything. 
you know, because we had nothing. Whereas, you know, this is what we're going to do. This is the focus this is the vision. And then you get there and it's not, not the way it should be. Right. And then it's now you have to educate the admin why it's important. And again, that's why we are doing what we're doing, meeting with administrators, superintendents, you know, the people that are making the decisions now as an organization rather than a high school, because it can, we can be all in. John, you and I are all in. Truly believe that you were doing all this work and, and, and doing a great job at it, but you and I are doing it. It's great. But if we don't get the funding, we don't get the support from our admin telling our coaches, you are going to have your athletes in the weight room with coach. You are going to follow their program. You are going to do what he says to do or she says to do. Then it's all for now, man. you know, because that's what you need support. You need that support. You need someone that's driving it and it can't be you, you know, we're, we're facilitating, we're doing a lot of other things. We can't drive, we can't drive by ourselves. It's just not how it works. We all, you know, I hate to use the term, but we all got to get on the bus. We all got to do it together. And if one's not, then it's never going to work. Especially when it's the top, top person, you know, our, our, in our ADs, our principals aren't on board with it. And it's, you're wasting your time, you know, in my experiences from what I've experienced, you know, this is my 13 or 14th year in the weight room in a high school setting. You know, you kind of, you see it, you see it pretty quickly. You know, you can, one year, I, I know what my admin's all about. Uh, they can tell me one thing, but I, their actions show me others, right? So it's pretty apparent once you start getting rolling and you start, you see a good admin like you have, and then go to a new school and be like, yeah, it's not always greener. You know, I would, I would take less athletes, um, but with great support, great admin, and, and help that situation rather than go to a place that doesn't have that support. If that makes absolutely, I absolutely agree with that. And also, you gotta have great support with your coaches as well. And I, I kind of figured that out pretty early in my career, um, just because you know I got in my head like this is how we're gonna run everything. Here's the flow of our weight room. You know, I got the most perfect you know program ever, uh, and then I get to you know the logistics of their sport, what they got going on, their time schedule, and, you know, whatever program I had just got thrown on the window. It's like, all right, we got to build from scratch. So having a good relationship with your coach, your sport coaches too, is, it's pretty viable. Um, I'll say this, you know, I worked with, I'm working right now with our volleyball softball girls and their head coach is the same person. You know, I have a lot of communication with her about what times do we need to go um, you know, when do y'all have practice? Can we fit in this time spot? Um, you know, if you don't have that relationship with that coach, things become a lot more difficult for you as a strength coach trying to, you know, coordinate and direct every sport. If, you know, you're working with every sport, you know, if you're working with like two or three, four or five, six, whatever, you know, it's a, maybe a little bit easier to manage, but you know, when you're on a time crunch, you only got like 40 minutes on the Monday and Friday and you only fit, you know, certain teams in there. That's when you need to have a crucial relationship with your uh, coaches as well. Right. Yeah, it's it's different everywhere. You know, the, the best coaches I've worked with in the weight room that have been bought in and, and supported me and supported our mission have has had success. And I'm and it's not because of me. That's that's not what I'm saying. Because we all know the best athletes make us better coaches. The better the athlete, the better you are as a coach period, whether it's strength conditioning or baseball or softball, whatever it is, you know, I'll, I'll take five, you know, division one pitchers and softball and I'll, I'll win the league and I'll probably win state. 
right? I mean, that doesn't make me a good softball coach. It just means I know how to manage our, our kids, right? But the coaches that have been bought in, that have done everything they needed to do in that aspect of thing, and holding your kids accountable and keeping them on track and actually being involved and not just being a figurehead, have had success. And I think it starts there, but at the same time, it could be – it's not always sunshine and rainbows, man. Like, I, I mean, I, I don't mind saying it because I've already had this conversation with our coaches. I, first thing I do when I take a job, I meet with the AD. One of the first things I ask for is a meeting with all our head coaches. Assistant coaches can come if they want to, but the, the head coach needs to be in the room. So every year I, I, or every time I've started a new gig, that's what I've done. And I've had, you know, success and not success with that. But at least they know the plan, right? So I come in, I say, this is what we're going to do, this is how we're going to do it. Love to meet with you individually. Tell me your needs, your thoughts, and what you have to do in order to win. You know, some coaches are like, man, we got to back squat. We have to back squat. If we don't back squat, we can't win. That's fine. We'll back squat. I'll just, we got to do it because you're the boss. And it's not just a football thing. It's, it's everyone. If this is what you feel is to drive success for your program, then I'll find a way to make it safe for our athletes to do it. And, you know, you get a lot of buy-in giving, giving them the opportunity to speak on it, right? Because if they have, if they feel that they have a say, right? You're giving them power. They're being a part of the program. We're all working together. And I think it's a big part of it. But at the same time, I've also had coaches come and say, yeah, this can be great. We want to do this, this, and that. It's awesome, man. We, we'll plan it out. We get our kids and get it done. And then turn around and say, well, we're going to do CrossFit. Because we want to do, we want to do, my buddy owns a CrossFit gym and he said he can train them. So they're just not going to do it with you anymore. Or they're going to come into the room that it's not going to do anything. You have program because we're already doing CrossFit. So I've, I've had it both ways. So it's, you can have the, again, the best plan in the world. You have the best program in the world. You can have Alabama's strength coach come in and write the program for you. But if the work isn't being put in, it's, it doesn't matter. You know, it, it always comes down to being <clears throat> working and being consistent with that work. And if it's not going to be done that way, it's just, it's not going to work out. You know, it, and again, a controversial thing. If my best basketball player is a five-star stud going to Duke or Clemson, whoever else is getting basketball, Houston, uh, or Purdue. I'm a Purdue fan, so Purdue. If they don't come in the weight room and they're not very good workers, they're still a five-star basketball player. All right. My 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 job is not to help them make a team or not make a team or get someone cut or not be, you know, whatever it may be. That's not that's not our job. That's not our in our description. That's not part of what we do. Our goal is to get that – I want to get that kid prepared for his sport. You know, if he doesn't put the work in, he doesn't put the work in. That's, that's, you know, they're not going to cut him. He's the best basketball player on the team, you know. Like, that's just not – it's not going to happen. And I try to tell parents that too. Like, hey, your kids don't have to come to the weight room. Yeah, I'm not saying they have to do it. I'm just here to help and facilitate and get them prepared for what's coming next. Because at the next level, it's a different <laughs> – you're going to be cut. They're going to tell you to hit the portal. See you later. We're going to go get a 22-year-old that throws 97 rather than an 18-year-old kid that's pushing 80. You know, just, just, they're going to go get someone up. That's, just, that's the world we live in now. And it's more so than ever before because now we know about it. Right? Coaches are more open about that stuff. So I think getting coaches on your side is one thing. And when you don't, it, it is what it is, man. I might have one, one kid from that team show up and want to put the work in. 
And that's what you're focused on. You know, it's making that one kid better. And that's it. It'd be awesome if I had all 27 kids in there. But if I have one, I'm going to put everything I can into that one kid and, and hopefully help them for their sport and prepare them for the next step. Um, so it, it goes both ways. It's not a perfect. My job here at Roswell High School was not perfect. It's not a perfect situation. It's far from it. Uh, we're working on it, still laying the foundation, the groundwork. I, I think I have support from our admin, but it's yet to be seen, right? Kind of goes back to you can talk to talk. You got to walk it. Tell our football guys that all the time. You know, don't don't tell me you're going to go win. Just go show me how you're going to win. You know, you're going to win by working and being smarter and healthier than the other teams. So don't talk about it. Be about it. And that's something that we kind of preach to our athletes here. I'm just waiting for everyone else to kind of follow suit. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, everyone can talk to talk and, you know, post it on social media and Twitter and whatnot that, you know, we got great athletes here and there. Um, and, and you're right, too. Every situation's got its own own problems that, you know, on social media, I mean, we're not going to boast about, you know, our problems. Like, you know, no one's going to post that their AD, you know, doesn't support them. and and they're full of crap man <laughs> i mean no one's gonna do that um but on the flip side there's always a positive to every situation um just because you're not working with every single team and you're only working with like two then you're gonna be focused on those two teams you know just because you know let's say a team dropped you so be it you know that's their decision they can you know live with it whatever um but there's always a positive to every situation you know it's it's easy to do to kind of get caught up in the negatives of your situation as well. Um, I caught myself a lot of times early on in my career. It's like, well, why can't I just get a PE job? Why can't I just do this? Why can't I just, you know, get a full-time strength job? But in the back of my mind, it's like, well, you've only been coaching for like two years. You know, you still got stuff to work on. You still got, you know, there's still potential there. Um, And as a younger coach, I kind of realized that later, more recently than you know two three years ago when i was just starting out man so yeah, you, you take one team and you do everything you can for that team and then you know then the soccer coach is all about it now he sees what you're doing with or she sees you what you're doing with the football guys or the baseball guys or the softball girls and they're like yeah okay we want to be a part of that you know and, it, and that happened right so my first year you know guys soccer New coach, uh, never met him. He he was hired after I came in. And then football season was going on. We just never had a chance to, besides email, to kind of sit down and talk. Well, now getting put soccer guys in, and now we're doing all this stuff. So after seeing what we did for a year, he's like, okay, I'm on board. You know, not everyone's going to jump right in. man. everyone's kind of, like I said, everyone kind of feels they can do it, <clears throat> right? They all feel they can handle the situation. They've done it before. They're in the waiting before. They've. You know, I have experience from college, which you and I know it's not not the same, but they don't, right? They don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And you take one team at a time, one athlete at a time, and you try to make one, two, two, four, four, eight. You know, you're just, you're always trying to add to that group that you're working with or those kids you're working with and, and see, see that development because your, your work is going to be your, um, that, that's your resume, right? The, the work that your kids are putting in and then what they do on their field <clears throat> or court, excuse me, is going to be your resume, right? And that's what we want. Like, I don't know. 
I don't need to work with every single athlete. I would love it, love to have that. But you know what? They're not going to be bought in. That's fine. I'm going to work with the five or six. I'm going to get everything I can for those kids. And then if it's seven next week, it's seven next week. Then we're going to work with those seven. And that's, it's, just, it's day by day. Not Again, it, not every situation is perfect. It might look good from the outside looking in. And social media, we all know social media is um, it's BS, uh, a lot of it. And, uh, you know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. It's, it's hard. And it's gritty. And you make tough decisions. And it's not all very easy to deal with these with everyone's got an ego and, and it's hard to put that aside at times, right? So it's not it's not easy. It's not one of those things cut and dry at every single school. A lot of those a lot of public schools aren't going to have that in place. And that's why I try to tell these people that we we talk to is you could be the first. You could be the first county to mandate strength coaches be certified. You can be the first one in the country, not just Georgia not just this area, the country that mandates that. And that, that's my pitch to these people. It's like, this is what you guys could be doing to setting yourself apart from everyone else in the world. And hopefully we can start working in that direction that once we have that in line, everyone else kind of follows suit. Man. That's just how it works. You know that's right. Because the best coaches are going to go to those places, right? The best coaches are going to want to be in those places because things are set up for you. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. So I think we're we're starting to see that change, and you know I wish I can say our school is perfect. Uh, we're far from it, but we're working on it. Right, it's a nonstop working process. And I, I like how you kind of mentioned that you know once one school kind of does it, the rest kind of falls suit. Uh, I kind of knows that in Tennessee a little bit because our our state is very long, yeah. um, from west, middle, and east. So what I've noticed in the trend is that. If East Tennessee starts it, Middle Tennessee might do it, and then West Tennessee, like two or three schools will do it. And so as a result of that, we don't see as many state championships in West Tennessee. Uh, I think there's a town in East Tennessee called Alcoa. They just yeah. won their 22nd, 23rd state championship. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, they have certified strength coach, and they're a public school. I mean, they're a 3A school. So, I mean, they're not a large school, but by no means that, like, they're a slouch of a you know team either, but at the same time, like they're winning state championships. They got guys going D one, D two, D three. I mean, they're going to play college football. And what they what are they doing that we are not doing um, here in West Tennessee? Well, one is you know they got someone in there that knows what they're doing. Um, I, I think I think that the, the person on staff is actually CSC certified. I, I have no idea. I think the or the person that runs that. I know at Bearden, same thing. They got I think their head coach and they have a strength coach too. That's CSCS. I mean, like, and they're you know out here going deep into playoffs, winning games, winning championships. I mean, was it missing from East or what are we missing from West Tennessee that we're, that's happening in East Tennessee? They're a lot ahead of the curve than we are. So, well, I think it's and I, I've said this to everyone I've talked to. High school football, high school sports is now college sports. College sports is now pro. And pro sports, I don't know how anyone watches any of it. I can't watch any pro sport anymore. I just, it's, it's awful for me to watch. I just, I don't understand how people get it. Uh, <clears throat> because it, that's, it's, it's changing, right? It's, there's no really rules for transferring anymore. 
right? You can you can go in and out of different schools. Most schools are school of choice. You just got to find your way to drive there. And Georgia, it's a little different. Um, but for the most part, there's really no rules. So <clears throat> it's a recruiting rule. You have school up the road, not going to name its name, but beautiful facility, you know, athletic uh, uh, cafeteria for athletes, million-dollar weight room, million-dollar buildings for them for their athletes to for their dressing rooms and coaches meeting rooms and players meeting rooms and player lounges you know multi-million dollar indoor facility then you're like okay now you need to hire people well they got six dang coaches to run the weight room sports performance hydration speed like data analysis you know, right there's there's six coaches running that room Right. And then during their football periods, it's all football coaches. So there's 20 something coaches in that room with their 100 something players in a million dollar facility with all this technology being collected. And then six coaches, six coaches doing it. Whereas I have 100 athletes, I have a smaller weight room, no technology, barely any technology. I have, you know, my plyo mats and I got a dasher. And then I, I'm the one that does all of it. I do speed, strength, I do agility, I do change of direction. We do all those things. And that follows, that falls on me. Okay. They have six coaches. I have me. Right. Well, if I'm an athlete, I'm a, I'm a stud softball pitcher. Don't you think I'm going to want to go to that place that's going to get me from the outside looking in? Yeah. Outside looking in. Those, I have a cafeteria for myself. I have a weight room with six coaches and all the technology that I'm going to have at the next level. Like, that is where I want to play. Like, I'd be crazy. I can go anywhere I want, and there's no rules. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go there. And it's like, okay, well, what are we going to do to start bringing those kids to us, right? We don't, we have me in a smaller weight room, no athletic cafeteria, no million-dollar facility. No million dollar locker rooms for our for our athletes. You and I, I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm older, but I would I would go there. Wouldn't you? I think all our, I think any coach listening to this would go there. You know, I it just I think you're going to start seeing more and more of that happen, especially in a state like Georgia where it is uh, it's football driven, like most most other states, but. I think you're going to start seeing more and more schools do it because it helps all their other athletes as well. And uh, I'm hoping we're not the last to do it. You know, we can be first, you can be the next, but you can't be last because if you're going to be last, you're going to be, you know, kicking yourself forever, you know, with that. But, and playing catch up as well. I mean, yeah. if you're behind the curve, then you're, you're going to be sitting there for a long time, a good amount of time playing catch up as well. Um, to just compete with schools that are doing this frequently and have been established with technology and everything like that. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I would go. I would want to go to a place where there's six people on staff and then they individually are specialized in things like speed, agility, data analysis, uh, weight room, whatever, and get the most out of you know my experience in the high school. I mean that that would be badass, man. To sit there and have six strength coaches just and just all in line, that'd be badass. But let's take a look at reality. 
of most high schools are like situations where you or I are in, where a white room is, I'll say fair. I, I don't know what your weight room looks like, man, but I'll say mine is fair. You know, it's it's a good weight room for what it is. And we got Dasher, and uh, I got GPS, and you talked about your plyo mats as well. It's like, yeah, that's it. And then go perform or go coach 100-plus athletes just by yourself and do the data collection and do the speed training and all the programming and make sure that every coach understands what you're doing as well. And that's a lot for one person. Oh, it is. And it's, uh, you know, I think for years and years and years, we, that's always been the way. That's the way we've always done it, John. The way it's always been done, right? So why change it? It's always been done that way. We got coaches who have always done it that way, and they win. Uh, but I think you'll, you'll start seeing stuff like that change. At least it has to change. You know, you're going to start seeing our athletes getting paid, which they deserve it. I'm probably in the outside of that as well. But I love when people get paid. Um, I think you're going to start seeing that start changing a little bit. You'll, you'll see these athletes start going to those types of schools. They're not going to stay at home, you know because they can get more money if they go to XYZ school, even in high school. You know, you're going to get on ESPN at XYZ school. You're not going to get at your little bitty school that you're playing at right now, right? So you're going to see that a lot more often, especially as NIL money starts coming down uh, here in Georgia. You're going to see more and more of it, I think. And it's not a bad thing, but we need to get ahead of it. You need to know how to handle it and how to do those things. We're ever-changing. We're always changing. And you adapt or you die. And that's been a philosophy of mine since I first started. You better start adapting and figuring it out or you're going to die off like the dinosaurs did. And, uh, you know, that's, again, that's part of the just pushing it forward, man. We want to make a change. and That's how you do it. You adapt to it or you don't. But I'd rather adapt and have success than not adapt because I'm stuck in my, my ways. You know, as a younger coach, I probably would have said, I'm going to do it this way and this is how we're going to do it. And it, it probably cost me um in the long run doing it that way you know i think i've learned over the years you have to adapt you have to adapt to the way our kids are where parents are their expectations standards that they keep for their own um and try to marry you know blend it with your own standards and expectations and and hopefully you can you can make it work and that's kind of give and take and where your ego has to go to a side too yeah absolutely and i think about the quote of uh be where your feet are at i mean you know, you can sit there and think about what you don't have and whatnot, but you just got to be where your feet are at, man. You got to adapt to these kids. You got to adapt to what coaches, I mean, it's ever changed. If anyone teaches or coaches, they know that schedule is going to be shifted, messed up, rearranged in some given shape, way, or form. You know, things happen all the time. It's like, oh, well, we got to pray this day. Oh, we got um student council meeting this day we got this meeting this day and so our our athletes can't get, be in the weight room they can't be in the speed training because they gotta go do beta club stuff or they got a field trip today ah field trips especially middle to end of semester are always they always schedule middle to end of the semester and it's like well we got training today well i'm not gonna be there yet um but yeah you just got to adapt man and i think that's a really good point for just any coach really to understand is that we have to adapt um to a lot yeah, your, your equipment changes things, the things you have, you don't have. Um, you know, the job I've had when I didn't have anything in the weight room, I always joked that that was 
I was only there for a year. Um, I, I love the job, man. I'd be honest with you. It was, it was very hard, very difficult, different clientele um, of student athlete I've ever, ever worked with. Um, I loved every single one of those kids, man. I, I loved going to work every single day. It was just, it was draining emotionally, spiritually exhausting, you know, working with kids that had, had little or, or, you know, nothing or came from a broken home. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like it was every single day, like your heart was just breaking for these kids. And, uh, you know, we didn't have much. We, we had four racks, four platforms, four barbells, four landmines, and like 35 pound bumpers and 15 pound bumpers, which I didn't know they even made 15 pound bumpers. I've never even heard of that before in my life. And uh, that's what we had, you know, and uh, programming for that stuff was, was interesting. You know, it was just like, one, it was just like, got to get them there. Got to keep them there. Got to keep them engaged. Um, you know, we went and bought a whole bunch of Gatorade. So if you came to train that day, you got a Gator. And you wouldn't believe how many kids we got to come just for a Gatorade and a PB&J. You know, uh, our teachers were phenomenal. They made PB, PBs and Js every day. I'd get like three bags of like full loaf bread sandwiches made, pre-made <clears throat> from our teachers. And they'd get a Gatorade and a PB&J. And you wouldn't believe how many kids would just show up for that stuff, right? Because it was an extra meal every single day. So that was, uh, again, that I was probably the best coach I've ever been at that place because we literally had the bare minimum equipment and we had to make it work for our kids. And it was, it was really cool, man, to see the kind of moving pieces we had to put together in order to just get a full training session done. And, uh, that, that took a lot of planning and a lot of time. Uh, that, that's when I was a really, that's when I was really deep into it, man. Was I felt like, you know what? I'm, I'm figuring all this stuff out. I can, I can run any room now. I feel after being here, uh, any room, especially give me resources, look out, but we can, if I can get it done here, I could, I could do it anywhere. And that's, that's part of it, man. That's, that's when it was really fun, but kind of add to your point. And that's when, that's when training and programming becomes fun, man, because you had to figure out what's important to you, what's important for the athletes, what do you want to establish, what do you want to be done that day. Um, yeah, I, I, can, I can only imagine seeing it in person and you're seeing how your program is just working and it's like clockwork. You know, if something doesn't work, you just kind of change it on the fly and then just see how that works out. That, that's pretty badass, man. Well, it was fun, man. It was uh, it was good stuff. So it's all part of it, and and things I'll I'll take with me forever and ever and ever. It made me a better coach, maybe a better person. Right at the end of the day, so it was fun. Good stuff for good sure. Stuff. For sure. Oh, I'm very blessed. I don't I don't have to do that anymore. I don't think I could have done it for a lot of years, but it was uh, it was awesome while I was there. Awesome, coach. Well, let's go ahead and start wrapping some things up. Uh, let's go ahead and do the contract coach spotlight. So is there anyone in the field of strength condition that you want to shout out or highlight? Man, there's down here, there's so many great coaches. And I, I, can't, I don't know if I can just put it on one, but I, I, I meant it. I think Tracy Prosser would be the next one you should probably get on. She's originally from, uh, I think she's from up north, but she was out in Arizona for a couple of years. She was in the college game for about 10, 15 years. Uh, she's recently moved to Georgia. I think she's been here for a couple of years. We just 
our paths crossed and um, she's amazing. She spoke for our little NHSCA group here in Georgia. She's phenomenal. Uh, Montavious Coleman is from Southwest DeKalb. Uh, he's the other kid, uh, the person I was telling you about to, to get on the chats because those two, I think, um, I think Montavious is very quiet and pretty humble when it comes to like who he's worked with and worked for. Like you, you wouldn't know it because he doesn't go out there and brag about all these people he's worked with. But like that dude's smart. He's very smart. He knows his stuff. He's doing a great job where he's at. He's a head track coach now, a strength coach as well. Southwest the Cowboy coaches football. But I think he's going to be one in the next couple of years that really takes off and, and can, will be someone that we, we look to like, okay, this what's Montavious doing? And, and start following some of the stuff he's doing. And I think Tucker, obviously, you had Tucker on. He's phenomenal. You know, Mullins and Rafferty and those guys are pretty dang good, man. That, we got a lot of great coaches. You can you can't go wrong picking a picking a coach down here in this area. I think you're gonna be I think you're gonna be all right. But I would say those those couple have been really impressed me the last couple of times that we got to hang out and, and learn and talk to them. So for sure, man. Well, Rodney, again, thank you for taking the time the second time around to come on the Conjugate Chats and um, just chop it up, man. Um, you know, um, I, I view it as a man of very few words, but your words are impactful. And I, this last like 40, 45, 50 minutes have been very impactful um, for this episode and just getting to know you better, man. Uh, I know, and I said this a couple of times on uh, previous episodes, you know, I see people on social media all the time and what they say, how they respond, but getting to talk, I guess, screen to screen or face to face is it's a lot different and it's a remarkable opportunity to just sit down and talk to you, man. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. And hopefully this one makes it through. I felt like this time was better than the last time. I think I rambled on a lot, uh, more so last time than this time. I did talk a little bit more, but uh it was fun man this is what again hopefully someone listens hopefully you get a couple listeners out of this and someone takes something from it and whether it's good or bad or something they disagree with me or agree with me and and make it their own and if we can help one one person with one thing i said today that pissed them off and makes them work even harder or they it sparks something in them then great um it's a great opportunity man i appreciate you thank you for doing this and spreading the word and helping other people that's what it's all about this profession is about helping others and i'm just very grateful and that i've had some good people help me so thank you absolutely coach and that's another episode of the conjugate chats please follow our social medias at conjugate chat podcast on twitter um also follow coach jankovich on his social medias as well in the name of strength stay strong and have a day today <laughs>